0: And sit down. All right, all right, all right. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through all the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you all the truthiest news that we can find. As I said before in past episodes, uh, you know, they say it can't be done, this daily podcast thing. Um, So I decided to do it because I like a challenge and I think I'm living up to it. Uh, The listenership is is going up. So I'm going to keep bringing it to you because really there's always something to talk about. Um, I hear people say a lot that, you know, I just don't understand how you're able to, to talk so much. I don't, I don't know why we don't talk more. Um, there's always so much going on in the world. Um, as you can hear in the background, a helicopters flying over my head. <laughs> uh, as you know, we film outside little unexpected things. Uh, I actually live right under a little flight path. I see choppers and planes flying by all the time, but, um, moving on, uh, As I continue to basically write history with my voice which is really what this podcast is about is um, Taking a normal person's or at least average I guess like working person's perspective of history Putting it into a working person's context and leaving it for working people and you know when I say working people I hope you realize that I mean, you know, people who make six-figure incomes too. I know that there's this kind of uh, misconception that everyone on the left is just so anti anyone who makes over $100,000 a year. And let me tell you, that's preposterous. Uh, You know, I have friends who, I I guess, to maybe someone who has the amount of money that I have would maybe appear very well off. But I know that beneath that, um, there's also credit card debt there's student loan debt that, that especially people like doctors have that you know and lawyers that can leave them you know in trouble for you know decades just like me I just happen to have a little less debt um, so I mean really, I really am when I say you know they used to call it the every man I don't like to say every man anymore, because obviously, you know, we're talking about women. We're talking about transgender people. We're talking about asexual people. We're talking about all all kinds. So I don't want to just say every man, but every person is really what this show is about, giving a perspective to you, a voice to you when you're upset, letting you know that it's okay to be upset. And that, you know, nine times out of 10, there's a legitimate reason that you're upset. Now, obviously, we're not advocating for violence, and we always we always have to say that when we say things like that these days because there's censorship concerns, and there's also just the fact that you may misinterpret what I'm saying. But I want you to know that I'm in your corner too. I don't hate people with six-figure incomes. I, I don't even really have a problem with millionaires, to be honest with you. It's where we get into this... Um, Massive amounts of wealth record-setting amounts of wealth to where we, we have we do we have to start thinking about redistributing that and I think that that's becoming more and more okay to say every day and even if it wasn't I would still say it because it needs to be done um, Proof of that I have in front of me um, I- This article uh, which is in open um is entitled young men should be furious inside uh, the rise of the men's right, rights movement so I've already told you how much I dislike this movement and how much I think it's uh, you know not only sexist but there's a lot of racist elements in, in this so-called men's rights movement um, you say I'm sure you're saying well how do you know that I, I know some people who are men's rights activists perhaps you do perhaps you're one um I know it because I was a part of it and I was a part of it for about I'd say about 2 years. So I think I have a pretty good understanding of the movement. Um I remember when, when it was first popping up, uh really uh, became popular uh, during the Obama presidency. And right there that should already be a red flag because virtually everything that became popular during the Obama presidency was something that was anti-black, anti-gay, anti-woman and here comes the men's rights movement, right? And so what this movement does is it it uh, really, its a, on its surface, it's an infantile, stupid movement that you would think would just peter out. And it's funny because that's what people say about all of the rights propaganda and what people don't understand about the rights propaganda is that it's designed to look stupid, but only to people who are intelligent Only a person who is intelligent is going to think that that's stupid when Alex Jones gets up there and does his little dance or Ben Shapiro or Candace Owens, you know, talking about destroying and owning. um, They use words like uh, destroy, you know, I saw... There was this one Candace Owens ad that said Candace Owens totally destroys some person. And then you'll see Tucker Carlson, cucks whoever. And, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, why are they using all this infantile language um, in their YouTube descriptions and their, um, you know, when they post things uh, online? And the reason is because they're appealing to the youth. And this is why, you know. I said the other day that you really have to be concerned about the minds of your children and what the, what they're uh, consuming, because there's all kinds of far right propaganda online. Um, it duped a really smart it dupes really smart people all the time. It, you know, duped me, had me um, thinking that I was being persecuted by feminists. Me, me, I used to think that. Now thinking of it today. It's fucking nuts. It makes no sense that I I don't think I speak to a uh, to feminist ever. I you know and and this is the thing that the right likes to do they like to redefine the meaning of words. Obviously there are people who are open feminists and then perhaps there are women who agree with certain portions of feminism and not others. There's all kinds of uh, conservative feminists, and that that's a whole different level of feminism. So, just the fact that they're just using the term feminist, this is just an anti-female thing, right? So this is just anything feminine. They just don't like it, and if you if you really follow the movement you'll see that there's so much female bashing that goes on you really start to question the motives of is this about helping anyone or is this just about destroying one particular portion of society which is women and at least the position and any power any position of power that a woman has they're anti that and you should really uh, pay attention. what's going on because what will happen is uh, they'll slowly but surely in the youth create an anti uh, female uh, mindset and you'll have young men supporting far right legislation because of this and this is what the right does so it's very important to pay attention so this portion of the article is entitled the red pill misogynistic propaganda film was banned from cinemas in Australia. It remains on Amazon prime. Isn't that nice? So there is a, there's a film it's called the red pill and it's misogynistic propaganda and it was banned from all Australian cinemas, but it's still on Amazon. Cause you can get anything on Amazon. I believe one time people even bought stuff to make weapons on Amazon. Isn't it? I mean, Amazon is great. This is the age we should be. This is an age of innovation. And we should all pat ourselves on the ass. Let's take a moment and do that right now. There we go. All right. Strohan's talk. Why women must consign feminism to the dustpan of history was a peculiar mix of personal anecdotes, riffs on female privilege and gynocentrism. You can hear how childish this all is just by listening to these words. Gynocentrism. I've never heard anyone use that word, that term before. I mean, it's 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 silly. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with the the female aspect of it, but gynocentric. Who walks around? You ever heard a woman walk around talking about gynocentrism? You know, I'm feeling, very, you know, gynocentric today. I don't know what it is. It must be the, the weather, you know. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Female privilege. You see... see what they do with terms someone came up with the term white privilege and then conservatives go in and they just erase whatever and add in whatever this is why I tell people all the time you always have to be prepared for political blowback when you have movements it gets very complex the odd scattering of decontextualized fact so that means lies by the way (laughs) she said uh, women need to give up their privileges again they're emphasizing privilege because it's a popular term with the youth you see how the right always aims at the youth they don't work on the level that the left does where the left is making appeals to consenting adults and such the right doesn't do that take up their obligations to men obligations to men it sounds like something out of the 1950s, but I swear I'm reading it to you. This article was written in, like, 20, 2018 or something like that. Take up their obligations to men. Is there only a handful? This is a woman talking about herself, by the way. Is there only a handful of us women who love their men, she asked the crowd, which gave her a standing ovation. Yes, after she said that she was obligated to them. So, of course, people who believe that they're superior to people are going to applaud sycophants, right? This should not be surprising. Paul Elam, founder of the website A Voice for Men in the USA, because, you know, men don't have a voice in the USA, according to Paul Elam, <laughs> joined Vita v- Video Link, which sounds, you know, very state of the art. I'm sure he's a very smart person. After a speech in which he described women as opportunistic parasites in the lives of men, he was greeted to rapturous applause. Isn't that nice? What I mean, it's so nice. The unity, you know, it's beautiful. It's this beautiful thing, opportunistic parasites in the lives of men. Parasites, you know, what a parasite does a parasite like feeds off of you, slowly killing you. It, this is leeching off of your, you know, being. So they're calling you like a leech. They're calling it a parasite. Calling you disgusting if you're a woman. Society piles complete and total responsibility on men for its existence uh, th- This is a, a new phenomenon where you see people are talking about society is always on my back to do Yeah, if, you know if you're oppressed where where is the male oppression? Where are the women coming in with, um, you know, goose stepping and they got bats and they're shooting people with rubber bullets? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I mean, I guess, you know, they work for the police department, but you can't really blame vaginas for that, can you? I mean, like, that's a fucking, that's a militant police. I, I don't know. What the fuck ever. Moving on. Almost all the sacrifice of blood and sweat and the life that is required to keep the world turning to keep us living in relevant... And relative comfort and safety is male sacrifice. Women won't do it. Women can't do it. What does this mean? Women work all the same fucking jobs. And there's more women employed. And they get paid less. And they have kids by themselves and take care of the kids. I don't understand. What the fuck is the big deal? What is this guy talking about? Well, I'll tell you. It's a general hatred and resentment of women. And think about it men especially young men are very insecure around women and then they put themselves out there because they see some stupid movie right some stupid romance flick where the guy gets the girl and they, they get in their head that that's that's the way it works you just walk up and you give them some flowers and some chocolate and all women love flowers and chocolate obviously because they're all the fucking same anyway and then they fall in love with you and then you fuck the next night and then you live happily ever after and she cooks and clean with you into, until she fucking dies and bears like, I don't know, like 10 kids. Th- these are the movies that they're putting out. And even if they're not putting them out today, you can you can find plenty uh, Christian films that promote this that are that are operating in Hollywood and then Hollywood promotes. So even if the secular films aren't like that, there's a whole other world of Christian entertainment out there and conservative entertainment that maybe you don't watch. But there's a lot of conservatives, and they watch it, and they spread it, and they send it to their friends. You know, Jim Caviezel—he got a whole career just by being in one movie. Now he he plays the church circuit and goes from church to church, just you know, getting that Jesus money. I mean, this you know, this guy's getting the anti-woman money. You know, there's that's like I said, there's an audience for everyone. You feel this hatred toward these women already because they won't they don't adore you the way you want them to because that's what you're taught in the film that women are just supposed to fall down and worship men why we have no dominion over women as men that having a dick does not make you smarter than a woman it doesn't make you faster than a woman you may be faster than most women but there may be a woman that's faster than you maybe a woman who can fight better than you you don't know but these, these guys draw all these conclusions. They've, they've not met everyone in the world. There's no way to know if a woman is strong enough to do something unless they actually do it. But they, won't, they don't even want women to get a foot in the door.